2: Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense Today we're talking about FOMO, otherwise known as fear of missing out We'll be talking about the psychology behind it, how it interplays with social media and Instagram And ultimately like what's going on with you if you've experienced FOMO But first we'll be talking about how the dinosaurs actually died And then also the current extinction event we're experiencing Right now. I can never tell if you remember mine. I did, but I was panicking because I I was like, was the music still on? You know me. I'm anxious about everything. Okay, here we go. Wait, it was on, but it was low. I know. I couldn't hear it, so I got scared. But it was. It was on. Hopefully it was loud enough to give people the vibe that the episode has started. La go. (laughs) So since our breathing
3: episode, I have been doing a lot of breathing in really quickly, breathing out really slowly, and it's a sly.
2: I want it, like, did I? I'm not sure if I taught it properly because now I did more research since then because I made a video on it that's going to come out, and I want people to hear what it sounds like. Okay. Specifically, they do say the first big breath is in through your nose, and then tiny pause, and then another little one through your nose. Yeah, and then a long one through your mouth. So it sounds a little like this. Okay, you just had to do your own little break. No, I just wanted to make sure. I was modeling it. Oh, you did an amazing job. I wanted them <laughs> to hear it all at once. Um, do you feel relaxed? Because I did it when I was really stoned on an edible, and it helped me not have a full panic attack. Oh, great. No, it's it's like it'll trigger your uh, parasympathetic nervous, nervous system. Even one sigh has been shown to relax. But if you do it for like five minutes a day, it can have some really, really positive It might be placebo,
3: like, Italian for placebo. But I, whenever I did it, I was like, okay, that's helping. I'm less... Freaking out about how like everything ends and stuff
2: like that. This will come out after the breathing episode, right? Yes. Did that already come out? I don't no. know. Oh my god! Sorry. Oh my god! I'm lost. Mitch, where am I? Mitch. Why are we talking about an old episode? What I
3: know <laughs> this one's after the breathing episode. The one before this will be breathing. I am in charge of the upload schedule. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, good Lord else above, new. have mercy. Well, that's the thing. I was breathing, and 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 the thing that's new is I almost had a panic attack. I had a really strong edible, and then I had <laughs> then I did the breathing <laughs> thing, and it really helped. And that was like all that's new in my life. Wow, Greg stoned again.
2: What's new? Well, honestly, it's so funny because those edibles were from you know someone we know that was like, these are a strong match, and. We're so different. Like I could never. You were just like, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna eat this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, just well I'm dumped, just gonna go face first. Yeah, like, it was even wild. though you were warned. Like, well, was, but but I I got a lot
3: of work done. and I made really good scones. Like it was like I was <laughs> I was stoned and things were firing and it was a lot of fun. But, but every there was now just,
2: and then I'd hear you downstairs. You go, Mitch, I think I need help. I'm too stoned. And then you go, actually no, I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't find
3: the cream I had just bought. <laughs> and i was like so high and i was <laughs> running around that was being like oh my god i can't find the cream but i know that i'm stoned i just need someone with turn around it's like if you could think of the center of the table, like the most obvious <laughs> spot, it was there.
2: And it was just like, wow. Like The amount of times Greg would go like, Greg was missing his, by the way, we both have night guards because we're crazy and I guess grind our teeth at night or no, something. No, everyone has
3: mouth okay, guards. Okay, good. I'm just
2: trying to be like, in case everyone's gonna make fun of us for having a mouth guard. Yeah, right we day. wear mouth guards and if you don't,
3: let me guess, you're grinding your teeth and you wake up with a sore jaw. <laughs>
2: Anyway, for like a week, Greg was like, I lost it. I can't find it anywhere. I must have left it somewhere else. Literally, one day, I'm just like, I can't listen to him say this anymore. Go into his <laughs> literal, like, toiletries drawer, and it's just sitting there. <laughs> and every night, for, I swear, a week, he'd be like, oh, you have your night guard. I can't find mine anywhere. And I'm like, okay, I'm And I spend 20 <laughs> seconds looking at where you probably put it, and there it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, even yesterday, I was just like, oh, my God, I didn't bring my headphones. I'm such an idiot well i'm just gonna walk home with the dog and (laughs) listen to nature and i'm gonna think and i like like actually was just like had this intense walk home experience and got home and they were around my neck no yes (laughs) no (laughs) like i just was like oh my god like i thought (laughs) i thought that like I was like rummaging through my bag and like, <laughs> rummaging through my stuff I was just like, "Oh my god." And I also did that the other day, I like walked, I went to a store, left the store, walked back in the store and was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um I think I left my headphones here." And he was like, "They're on your head." <laughs> and they were just like I'd put them above my ears what? so that I could like hear the people, like you know what I mean? Like I like lifted them and put yeah. them on the top of my head like really weirdly. Like I probably looked like a like prince or something, like big gray headphones like resting above my ears. Yeah, yeah, the like yeah, yeah. band is at the back of my head. So it's like not on my ears. So I'm obviously like I can't hear in my headphones. But
2: like you could push play and it would be like centimeters from your eardrum still.
3: No, I think I didn't even press play. <laughs> I think I was just like they're not on my ears. And he was like, Yeah, they're on your head. I was like, oh my God. Also I just uh, like, my boyfriend's crazy. <laughs> before we get in because I know it's side now and everyone, you know, whatever we start by talking about ourselves, just like relax. Fuck a lot. And I was like, I think Mitch will kill me if I tell him this, but I'm not saying it on the pod. But I was safe. But I'm yesterday. So no. He and Ernie <gasps> truly had the coolest thing ever. And I taught him. I was surfing. He was pulling me what? like a horse on my bike home. What? It was amazing. So I you was like did I, what? I, know. I was like, he, I was like, Ernie, look at me like. We're doing this, but never tell me. <laughs> so at first I go, okay, like I'm walking with him. I don't have headphones. So I'm impatient. I'm like, I can't, are you telling me I can't listen to a podcast at 1.5 times the speed while I walk my dog home? So I'm like, okay. And like, you had your bike in the other I hand. I had my bike right? in the other hand. I'm thinking, well, this is a waste. I got wheels. He's got legs. Let's just try this. So I get on the bike. It's like on the bridge. Ernie immediately, like our dog is just like, so like That's if bad. things are, if things are, normal he's fine if the second something is a little he starts trying to jump on the bike he's like holy <laughs> shit holy shit i'm just on the bike he's like i'm like ernie stop he's just like oh my god he like keeps running in front of the front wheel and i'm like well that's not gonna work yeah like okay i'm like okay you're crazy like my dog my dog's crazy this isn't gonna work fine i get off the bike Walk, walk, walk. And I'm like looking at him and I'm like saying like beside, like I'm just like, and mm-hmm. he's like, keeps looking at me. Like he's like, that was crazy what was happening. <laughs> then we get to like St. Clarence. I'm like, this is a long street. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> to tell people like, exactly where we live. Thank you That's, We don't live on St. <laughs> we live near there or whatever. We're West End Toronto gays. We like get in this long street. I get back on. I'm like, calm. He starts walking beside me. I'm on my bike pedaling a bit. I'm like, oh god, wow, this is fun. This is fun. Then he's, and then I'm like, I'm like slow, slow. And I stop pedaling, and he starts pulling me, and I'm like, <laughs> "You're a horse and buggy, like this is sleigh." Oh my god! And then he starts rolling it. Then he starts sprint. This is when I was like, "Mitch would kill me." He starts getting so excited. He's looking at me. Are you starts, like on the road? I, I was on the sidewalk, but there's no people. Okay. And yeah. I was, I knew. I'm like, oh my god! He starts sprinting. I swear to God, I'm like, I'm going the fastest I've ever gone i like, <laughs>
2: oh and then I like god. hit the brakes.
3: <sighs> he kind of was like. Like, there's like this crazy moment of like, okay, I'm going to die. Oh my god And then like, everything's fine. I'm like, that was so fun. So we do it one more time and he kind of like gets like going. And then I start realizing with, if I use my brakes with him, I can kind of control him with the brakes like he literally surfs me up all the way to Bloor. Wow And then we get to Bloor Stop I hit the, saying uh, I all hit the, our street name. Oh names. my god Mitch it's No like, bleep these out Mitch it's fine This is not where we live it's, I still have a lot more f- to get home Then I hit the brakes He stops We finish He's exhausted I'm like you're a horse <laughs> Okay anyways I'll show you later It was the craziest thing ever Show me
2: Oh like if him you want. doing it
3: to you Yeah like we could do it tonight Anyways that was a huge side note But my dog is a horse And it is an absolute sleigh <laughs> Oh,
2: what did we learn this week? Okay, um, so I guess I'll go first because mine's about a previous previous mass extinction, map extinction. Of, yeah, and like, yours is about a current. Okay, yeah. so apparently, uh, an asteroid didn't kill the dinosaurs. Okay. Says some. You're saying research. that in such a funny
3: way that I'm like, you're lying. It's <laughs> a trick.
2: No, it's not. This is just what a new paper has concluded based on these new computer simulations. Um, So basically, as we know, three quarters of all life was like taken out, including all the non-bird dinosaurs. (laughs) We've
3: become insane science communicators. We're like, as you know. We're all (laughs) memorized
2: 66 million years (laughs) ago. Okay, guys, there were dinosaurs. (laughs) And, you know, we've all watched these cartoons of an asteroid hitting the Earth and causing problems. And it made sense that birds are dinosaurs. They survive because they're in the air and the asteroid hit the Earth so. Basically, they just like tried to remove all human bias and use these computer systems to analyze the evidence that actually exists. So they have like these cores that they have as evidence to like, you know, look at the layers of the earth to see like what was in the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. Um, Basically, the computer simulation estimated that the amount of like gases could that could have come from an asteroid strike were more than likely feasibly coming from a volcano that they know was erupting around that time. Not a specific volcano, but they said like, uh, it was called the Deccan or Deccan traps eruptions that happened for like a thousand years. I think it was, I'm trying to find where I wrote down this. Um, And that, that was like, knowing that went off helps explain the core you know what I mean? Helps explain huh. like the samples they look at. It's like enough to be like, that's why there was gas in the air for a long time. They thought like, obviously an atmosphere, uh, sorry, an asteroid could do that. Like turn whatever into like gases, like the gases could have come from an asteroid right? because it incinerates the rocks on the planet. Um, but ultimately now they're like, actually maybe the volcano was enough and it might've actually been a volcano that did it. Hmm. That's, That's interesting I'm just like I said thousands of years I'm like Where did I write that down Yeah it's definitely Like more than So these eruptions (laughs) Which lasted roughly A million years Spewed massive Amounts of gas and lava Across what's now Western India Whoa Okay
3: Anyway That's really intense That's like I mean, I need to know more because I thought this is going to be an argument of sorts about the scientific community. Yeah,
2: I don't think it means like, oh, we're all saying it for
3: sure was volcanoes. But but if you want to be devil's advocate at the dinner, you can say, oh, well, actually, have you heard of the Western India volcano theory? Mm -hmm. And then they might go, gulp. (laughs) (laughs) And then they might look it up and be like, wow, Mm -hmm. the gases in the air do make a lot of sense for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, another crazy thing, this is not my what did we learn this week, but it literally could be. But in two hundred and fifty million years Mm -hmm. they did a computer simulation I'm like it might be the same ones in the future and they were like I mean 250 million years okay people hot take it's a long time from now really long time so they're like all the like dinosaurs
2: were here 66 million
3: yeah so like all the countries have now created like a super pangy and they they're all collided again oh and it's so hot that no mammal can be alive oh and it's like okay and then they're like, so yeah, humans, if you want, you know, get to space. But it's then like, I was like, Ew. get out of here, girl. But then I was like, I don't, I don't need Elon Musk reading this article and being like, eh, no. I'm gonna make, like, I hate, it's like, no, know what? Maybe you're not going to make it to it's space. like we can't even, We're not going to be here in 250 I years. I know. And it's and just like the look, getting to space is when I'm like, you're ignoring the climate crisis and like, okay, well, look into my, okay. So we're in the sixth math, largest mass extinction at the beginning of that mm-hmm. event right now. This is due to the climate crisis estimates show that species are disappearing a hundred to a thousand times the rate of naturally occurring extinctions, which is why it's considered a mass extinction. Mm -hmm. But unlike the previous five mass extinctions, which one, you know, might've been a volcano, might've been an asteroid. This one's precipitated by the action of us humans, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I think is so interesting. This is why I'm like, Elon, stop trying to go to space. Like let's sort Mm -hmm. the shit out online, online. (laughs) Wow. That's bad on ground. Um, Yeah, so ecological communities on land have lost 20% of their original biodiversity and they think millions of terrestrial species are likely to become extinct by 2100. That's extremely depressing. Yes, (laughs) and this is like loss of conversion of land for industry and agribusiness for humans. Mm -hmm. And so the whole point of this devastating information is again to try and like be like, we gotta make change. Mm. And so what they're talking about is like how countries have officially now started to model and track biodiversity as part of their like official statistics of their
2: population like yes. growth. Yes. biodiversity of animals in their country An- is how you mean.
3: of habitats, okay. animals, okay. like plants, plants. like okay. being like, okay, we can't just like talk about positive change and growth as like, right. you made we more money from the, nature and, from and the, see
2: that that it's flourishing as yeah, well. Yeah.
3: And it was like, okay, well, we're not doing that. And it was kind of <laughs> like, yeah. So then now this is all the like, frustrating like bureaucracy that comes in, but it is interesting. So there's this big project called the System of Environmental Economic Accounting, which has like become the world standard for understanding nature's contribution to the economy, as well as the economic impact that something has on nature. Okay. So it's trying to be like, okay, like, yeah, if you're Canada, all your money's coming from nature. It's fossil fuels, it's resources, Mm -hmm. it's minerals, so you're obviously obliterating biodiversity to get that. So there's like starting to create metrics of like, wait, how much of your economy is like extraction from nature? Mm-hmm. And then how much of that economic growth is impacting that negatively that, that nature kind yeah. of just being like, we need it. And it is a lot of like Canada's doing this. I mean like countries more affluent, wealthy countries are, have adopted this first. It's like, well, yeah, I would hope so. And then they're like, if we can take that information, and link it with something else called the System of National Accounts, which is like the international standard to measure um, consumer and government spending and investments on business and like economic growth. Mm -hmm. If they can somehow mix them, they're like maybe they could change the market so that if you are benefiting the environment, environment, you link it with those stats. Mm. And then within the market of climate change, your cu- country has growth.
2: Okay. That, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I kind of <laughs> thought that you were going to say, like, maybe those businesses get like subsidies or something like that. Yes. Is that what you mean? <coughs> Sorry, like, it's not that up. Op- this is why I'm like, bureaucracy is so. You just said, you were like saying a bunch of stuff and you said, and your country has growth. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, it sounds complicated. Yeah. I, I'm sure that is what it is, but I didn't really understand the last part. Just and being, so it's like, like, it's like
3: figuring out how to more closely link the economic impact on nature to economics. Yes. So
2: it's like that makes sense because we're also going to face there's a huge economic cost which more and more you know have like insurance firms and all these places are having to realize actually the forest fires are going to cost us so much money. And that is a real cost that we can now be like, let's save money. If you're gonna invest in saving the environment, that's actually gonna save us money. So it's worth our time and money. And I imagine this is like, okay, if there's businesses that are positively impacting the environment, it's like a good thing to invest in them and, yes. and consider
3: that positive growth. Yes. But I think like, even if
2: it's not immediate, yeah. in the long run, it probably saves and makes money.
3: So this is what I mean by this is like, a really annoying bureaucracy study I read, but because it's like, you can say that, right? You can be like, what if the positive impacts that like Mm -hmm. is like and a good thing in the market. So they're just saying we have these two statistical systems already in place. One is like looking at countries are now finally being like, okay, we understand how much, biodiversity we're ruining for economics, and also how much of our industry is relying on nature. So we Mm -hmm. have that information. Then we have this other thing, SNA, the system of national accounts, which is trying to somehow use markets to benefit people who do look after the environment. So they're like, if we take these two bureaucratic separate concepts, and try to link them more maybe we can actually create like like propel it forward propel a model yeah because at a certain point you can say things but like i guess you have to use this weird ass government shit i'm just glad there's people who like want to do this
2: (laughs) i mean and i mean because i care about it but i'm like i do not want to deal with that business part of it but that's
3: what is so interesting about the climate crisis it's like it's so it's kind of in so many ways like interesting because it's devastating but it's so not interesting in the policy that it's like that needs to go into this like truly you like look at a government and you're like oh my god all those people have to like do a bunch of weird paperwork mm-hmm. to make it happen to make something called the S-E-E-A link with the S-N-A yeah. like that sounds really boring yeah. and in fact even <laughs> as I was explaining it I was like is but everyone it's like, like existentially what existentially important yes <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's another thing. It was gonna be my what we learned this week, next week, but like whatever. Girl, I'm learning a because we
2: have gone for a long time. Okay,
3: okay, but let's and just let's say s- let's just say London's gonna be underwater soon. So
2: let's figure <laughs> the <this> shit out. <laughs> okay. okay. Well,
3: that's edging you for next week. Yeah, you're listening to this in London. Have fun, now glub you glub, swimming.
2: Fear of missing out coming up. If you're not yeah. here next week, you won't hear. Yeah, it. you'll get amazing. what would you learn this week? <laughs> but are we okay to take a break? Yeah, boost. Okay
3: what do you call a person who speaks three languages trilingual someone who speaks two bilingual someone who speaks one american okay only 22 percent of americans speak a language other than english at home start learning a new language this fall and be the exception not the rule because with Babel, you start speaking a new language in just three weeks Why Babbel? Because it works, honey. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are little more than games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. For instance, one study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash sidenote. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash sidenote, spelled dot lcom slash sidenote. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
1: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.
2: Study time. Study time. Study time. time. FOMO. I'm here with Exhibit A. Gregory Brown. No FOMO.
3: (laughs) Boy. That's bad because (laughs) no, if you read about FOMO, it's like, yeah, you're a psycho. I'm I'm (laughs) kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We'll get into the research, but it ain't looking good. If you got it, it's a
2: problem. It's not like fear of missing out is ever think a good thing. anyone thinks it's a good thing. No, I know. That's why I'm really like, what the no one's hell? Like, yeah, you? well, guess what? I have FOMO, so fuck you. So
3: that's <laughs> why I'm like, you saying I'm exhibit A makes you want to flip this table. And okay, well, I've worked <laughs> on it, and I am like barely have it anymore, but I used to have it so bad. Okay, girl, you've
2: got to be able to handle that. The amount of times you're like, and yeah, Mitch is a perfectionist. Okay, user. well,
3: I was hoping to come <laughs> and explain my FOMO not be told it to my face as the first point. <laughs> okay, I'll take it
2: back. Greg does not know. No, I do. I literally (laughs) do. It's
3: called Fear of Missing Out. Okay. Okay. Also, it's like the term was coined in 2004, which I still can't get over. Neither. And then it
2: says, really, it's been since 2010. that When like probably BuzzFeed was like,
3: have you ever heard of Pharma? And like went
2: off on that. So it must, I guess it was developed in tandem with the rise of social media. It was with SNS.
3: And I kept being like, what's SNS? And I kept having to, in all the studies, be like, oh, social networking sites. Did that you notice that? so annoying. I'm yeah. like, you can just write social networking sites every time. Because now I don't know what you're doing. Or
2: being. just social media. No one calls yeah. it social SNS. networking sites. stops so, changing the words. In <laughs> scientific
3: studies, they always try to use... Ac- they, they write like the complex... I love an acronym. Well, they'll write the complex chemical once yeah. and then it'll get an acronym but i'm like that complex chemical is really what helps me understand and then when there's all these it's like this acronym affects that acronym yeah. it's like no
2: leave the words You're like going to the like legend being like okay what were all these yes again it's really
3: frustrating so fomo in <laughs> fear of missing out increased and is in tandem a concept with sns mm-hmm. social networking sites yeah Okay. And so FOMO includes two processes. Firstly, the perception of missing out, followed with a compulsive behavior to maintain social connections, or pervasive apprehension that others might be having rewarding
2: experiences from which you are absent.
3: So it, those are interesting. It is
2: wild to think like, I mean, I'm sure people experienced this before 2004 and they just were like, they're like, oh, I'm sad I'm not there. But then I was like, but how? I wish you, there was a word for that.
3: Yeah. And it's like you didn't know what anyone was doing unless you called
2: your yeah. friend. It was more like <laughs> unless you knew you were intentionally not invited to something or you just couldn't make it to something. Okay, but so then you so didn't you have, have to see it in your face. You could
3: have FOMO before social networking sites and were sorry to all the Gen Xers who in the eighties and nineties were told about a party on the Friday mm-hmm. and they were not invited. Yeah, And so when they were at home on that Friday, they were having something called FOMO, but they didn't know how to place. They didn't know what to call it. Then they said, I'm sad. I'm not at the party, <laughs> but then social networking sites came along and everyone had that feeling. It's like, all like every the day. Time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. at all moments of your day, you're missing out on something. But also I, one study was like it Can happen in it can be an episodic feeling that occurs in mid conversation. So that made me think of pre cell phones. That's when you're like showing up at school on the Monday in the 80s, and they're like, "Oh my God, this weekend we all went to to the Mm. theme park." And then you're like, mid conversation, like, "What?"
2: Oh, that's like hurts. such a sad
3: feeling. Yeah,
2: and then it could at be at that age when you're just like, wait, I wasn't invited. Yeah, so that is oh, oh, it's brutal. I'm gonna cry. And Especially then she, like as a little gay kid when you start to kind of become gay and then you realize you're not getting invited anymore. Yeah, I feel like you had lots of friends. No, well the crazy thing about <laughs> me was like,
3: like did that happened to you. No, it was like I was gay. <laughs> But and popular. then they'd be like, no, I wasn't popular. But then sometimes the cool kids, like I had a couple of ins through the cool kids because like I was just like funny or whatever. And then they'd be like, do you want to go play after school? And then I would self-sabotage and be like, I have piano. And I'd go <laughs> home alone because it was like, I don't know if I can handle even whatever that means is going to be. Like, am I going to? My oh, ringing. your phone's ringing. Yeah, you can keep talking. Sorry, One second. Yeah. <laughs> so I would get FOMO, but it would be self inflicted because I was too scared to hang out with the invites. And even sometimes I was like, "Are they inviting me to bully me?" Which is so sad. Oh, but I, I actually don't think they were. That's what I mean. Mine was like self inflicted FOMO. <sighs> okay, so there's a long term disposition of FOMO, which I guess is like you have it like all the time. It can like be a state of mind. And that is what can lead
2: to... That you feel like you're just always... Where you are is not where you should be or want Yeah, like,
3: that's what I mean. It's like, it can be episodic. Like, you can have... Like, I think I, like, thankfully, at least now have FOMO in moments. Mm -hmm. But then there's, like, this other, like, long-term version of it, which can make people feel a deep sense of social inferiority, loneliness, intense rage, depression and then it can lead to envy, and then it can lead to murder. Okay, oh. that's so intense. <laughs> that's so <laughs> intense, but like it's, I got so deep in the shit, and it was like, envy's crazy. And it, but it's they
2: like, linked this to
3: murder? They, okay, that is like so mean. Or me- they were just like, I just Joe Rogan the no. <laughs> really envious people also murder. I just Joe Rogan, <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called, so hard. Like, it's not that, but like envy is linked to FOMO and when I was reading about envy they were like it is it's like a lot of murders like like actually when you kill someone a lot of it is linked to envy and so FOMO FOMO is the leading cause of murder (laughs) no we have to reel it back we're gonna talk about envy later because it's so interesting Didn't realize, like, the whole Bible's about that. Um, (laughs) Wait, what? I didn't read the Bible. I read, like, a picture (laughs) book version when I was young, and I was like, wow, that's it. Cute. Simple. (laughs) Um, So, the yeah, go.
2: No, wow, I just feel so caught off guard by murder murder that I'm like, I need to catch back up to where we are. Um, Okay, let's go back to
3: Instagram, because it's crazy. It's literally social media that made
2: it. Yeah, but I was going to say, Obviously, we're making jokes at the beginning that you have a lot of FOMO. Everyone has moments of FOMO. No, I have bad FOMO. You, you do, but <laughs> I just mean like we can't pretend that like everyone listening, myself included. No, but you don't. You're like... But I, I still do. I still do don't. I just like next to you. I'm like, girl, relax. And but why don't you? I think my gut <laughs> is that introverts like don't have as much FOMO because they would rather be alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Hmm. there's, yes, I do. There are times when I am home and I've probably said this. I know we talked about this recently. Like when I'm at home and I'm like, Oh, I am kind of sad. I'm not there, but I would rather be here. But yesterday you were messaging me how you were sad. You were to not be at. Yeah. That I wanted, I was working like I would, that was, but was that FOMO or was that something else? That was FOMO. Wow. Because, but in that case, I wasn't making the choice. I was like, I have too much work to do. I yeah. can't come do this thing. So that, that's when a FOMO would happen to me. Whereas I feel like you would rather be with friends than be at home alone. Yeah, so, I see. Like, so then anytime it's like anytime there's yeah. something else going on, it's it like, is it's like higher value to you. the do. joke.
3: I say that I love the pandemic because it, it meant I have such bad FOMO that it meant if my friends hung out without me, they might die. <laughs> 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 It's like, oh, yeah, y'all want to hang out without me? Good luck getting COVID and dying. I love when we all tucked ourselves into bed early. (laughs) I had no FOMO in the pandemic because I was like, girl, if you're out there, it's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like Instagram creates a distorted perception of other people's edited lives and creates a Mm -hmm. round-the-clock nature of you to feel inadequate and lonely and like Mm -hmm. less popular and comparing yourself and FOMO as a concept... Truly came out yeah. around the time of Instagram, which and especially
2: is with the adoption of stories, which we all know was stolen from Snapchat, but to have like a much more frequent 24 hour yes, version. That's so true because like a lot of people would post on their Instagram feeds like regularly, but I feel like stories gave the idea that you could even start to post things that were kind of meaningless because they would go away, right? The feed felt like it has to be important enough. I can't post a picture of my Sandwich here, but then once you like get a story, you're like, I can post, I can spam this with as much as I want. So now suddenly you're seeing everyone at every moment, every time they're with someone, every time they're doing something that's like even remotely interesting. You know what I mean? Which is what I think is interesting
3: about the definition involving the term like having rewarding experiences from which you're absent. Mm. This is what's triggering me because it's like, I'm obsessed with novel experiences, mm-hmm. I'm ex- my love language is quality, rewarding time with others. So I get how that's all linked right. to You're my like, FOMO it will it's be like actually it's rewarding. Like, oh, to be there. they went on a hike. I want to. I want to feel na- nature with my friends. Like it's like yeah. rewarding experiences as opposed to you don't feel FOMO when someone's just like doing something that you
2: don't think is rewarding. Yeah, like rewarding is a really interesting word. I mean, it might be worth. Maybe we're just different in this, but the other day I had to choose. I, I mean, I was busy with work and had to choose not to go to so like. An event or a hangout and i was getting really anxious being like maybe i should just work so hard and then go but then i did stop and i was like no just like think about do you actually really want to go like what's that going to be like what are you going to get out of it are you going to be more anxious or happy as like a group of people that you want to be around and then i was able to actually be like actually no i'm, I'm okay not going sometimes there's just this hmm. feeling that you think you want to be there yeah. you think you want to have fun yeah. and, and obviously you're obviously saying social yeah like and I'm, I'm, But i think for anyone it's like worth sometimes when you have that instinct of FOMO, pausing to say, like, actually, like, play it through. Like, if if do I actually really want to be there? No, that's when I realize I actually, like,
3: have... I am so deeply a FOMO, because I'm like, you... This, like, reminds like, me of every yes. time <laughs> you say something and you're like, you can't just say that. To me about me. <laughs> every time you have, like issues, I'm like, well, why don't you just try thinking like this and this? And then you're like, you can't say that to people with anxiety or whatever. I had that exact one, which is I'm like, you couldn't, if I'm in the midst of FOMO, I'm like, I'm like bearing a knife and I'm like, like here I am like being like, I'm going to murder. But like,
2: I just think like you being like, for sure between the two of us, if one's going to murder the other. It's everyone thinks be, it's you i know and that's know. why it will be you killing me yeah and then, and then i'll be like he slipped
3: sli- slipped of hand <laughs> okay wow this is like is this like demonetized like are you allowed to talk about murder anyways um so yeah like i do feel like you you're right of course you can just breathe and think about it but i think fomo is so deep at least it is i mean for me i didn't I say
2: breathe and think about it i meant like some i'm talking about a person who's anxious and a lot of times when i have anxiety. And I'm just saying this to everyone out there. Not just I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. Breathing. Let me, I'm breathing. When I'm having a moment of anxiety, it's because my brain is spiraling, but often actually not finishing that question that my therapist will always say. And then what? Yeah, right? like, true. You're not. I need to act- and then you're what? just like. Yeah. You're just going. Oh my god i'm feeling this way like i'm so everything bad's gonna happen like what if that happens and then you have to go okay what would actually happen if that happens? okay
3: so i also like have worked so much on my fomo that i don't really i swear i'm like i haven't had that feeling in so long which i used to have all the time and i would go crazy and mitch would be like my boyfriend's crazy and I'm like, I wish I could know exactly what the things were that helped. But I would just be like, blanket statement, therapy. <laughs> and there <laughs> yeah, is fair. there is stuff in here about cognitive behavioral therapy and FOMO. And it being like maybe one of the only things they can say right now. Is that to help? Because it's help, kind of a relieve. unique thing. Yeah. But one thing I would say, and this relates to us, is that FOMO is directly relo- associated with problematic social networking site use, aka social media use.
2: So I was like, okay. Between the two of us, I use social media way more. Yeah, so I have like, a really interesting study about this too. Oh god. Too. Okay. So it says it found people who are extroverted and experience FOMO exhibit more addictive behaviors on Instagram. Well, f- drag me through the <laughs> fucking mind. So if you don't know, Greg's addicted to Instagram. I'm like, I and I know care what's crazy is, is it's like Instagram I'm anyway. always like, why? Like
3: literally why? Like I have like all the apps <laughs> that block it, and like, and then every time I go on Instagram, I'm like. This objectively sucks But you're right It's like I have FOMO And it's the, it is the stories The stories it's are the weird only thing That, that they were finding
2: back. People who are extroverted And have FOMO Are more like It's like I guess it's what's and driving it. you there Yeah So people who I'm going cross side <coughs> Because I'm getting so like called what's this happening. Um like not only had favorable attitudes towards Instagram, they followed more accounts, they reported stronger social media addictive tendencies, and then they had um, more posts and likes compared to people with introverted personalities. And then Uh. interestingly, it said neurotic personalities, people with higher anxiety and emotionally unstable. I'm looking at myself here had a positive view of Instagram but did not have as high social media activity and I do feel like Mm. I I think like I have a positive attitude. I actually don't think it's a bad thing but I I like like, I never post because it's like controlling my life yeah I just thought it was interesting to be like like, they could still have a positive attitude towards it but just like not want to use it I'm too anxious to use it that's
3: (laughs) so true you'd be like I could never post on a story because you have to like think what I don't think (laughs) it's too much work also they said that what the Instagram does is it creates a cyclical nature because FOMO you engage with Instagram to alleviate feelings of loneliness that then exacerbate them. Hmm. And you like go back to try to like alleviate loneliness by being like, oh, I'm connected with my friends. But then you're just feeling more lonely. Like a crazy cycle. Yeah. And then it's like, obviously they're talking about young people growing up now. It's like making it harder for them to understand that like connectedness isn't like seeing someone's stories. Like it is actually like, they don't know that you saw their story. Like you should talk to them. (sighs) And then it's just like, then you feel less, at least I feel like I didn't grow up with it in the sense that like I don't I don't feel like I'm an incompetent person in person. Like I'm a social extrovert. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I could see how if you started to get
2: really if that was your main Then you start being like in real life, you be like, How ministry. do I talk? I'm really good at posting online. Yeah, but, but this might just be like an old person say thing to say. Yeah, it's because very, like kids might be like, Well, we don't need that anymore. I know and I'm also like, like we're fine to I'm, communicate
3: yeah, online. Exactly. And I'm also like scared of am like sounding so old by being like, I love Instagram. Like the kids are like, No one uses <laughs> that. <laughs> But uh, I do think it's interesting. Like I do think when I read all these things I felt very seen in a negative way. I'm like, wouldn't. this is the things that like this is yeah. This, this is, is me. And then one oh yeah, this is another time I felt read, was one psychologist argued that FOMO was linked to being too fast. That when you plan your huh. life around accomplishing a lot of things, you're more vulnerable to feeling FOMO. And I'm like, God damn it, that's like I'm so fast. Huh. And you are you're an accomplisher. Are so s- And I'm exactly so then you're like for whatever reason like if you're obsessed with accomplishing and like doing tons of things and being really fast It's like you're more vulnerable to caring about when other people are doing things What did like why it was a really bad article? (laughs) <laughs> and I actually like dumbed, I'm like when you asked why, I was like, I hated it. <laughs> and the, it was like the first, it had ads all over it that were like, so it was so self-helpy and there was nothing more than that. But I felt it triggered was by covering it. a study. Or I, they would just say, no, it was a it was a like a doctor, a like someone talking trying about to sell it. a goddamn self-help book. And it was like okay. a snippet and he was being interviewed and the article was the interview with him. And it was horrible. But the one thing he said was like, he he did a TED talk about being slow and how important slowing down is. Okay, Truly nothing was said. It was like the most jargon thing, except <laughs> that he was like, FOMO is more vulnerable for people who are fast. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, well, fine. I'm fast, then I got FOMO. You connected with that. Yeah. But then it was like anything else he said, I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> wow, I feel so bad. I think someone could figure out who that was
2: from what I just said. But well, you're just saying
3: the article was
2: dumb, not him, right? Yeah, sorry. I,
3: well, I don't know. <laughs> You know when people don't give specifics, yeah, or a some, study yeah. or anything, and they just it's like so your opinion, but you're a doctor, yeah, of psychology. Do you know what I mean? Like,
2: but that's like what, what
3: we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no like, I
2: mean like sometimes you know something so well you don't have like the citation for it. Like I know when something but when is it's
3: psychology, and when it's self-helpy, I'm like I need it. I need the happiness. Lab. Hopefully, in
2: his book, he'll have it. I don't even know who we're talking about. Let's yeah, on. no.
3: But I'm saying like I think this does happen a lot. I think that there are like intellectuals who have really smart degrees, and then they get obsessed with something, and then they lose the ability to back it up with real scientific information. Hmm. Like even this like FOMO thing, it was like I eventually found that they were like, okay, it is important from like an evolutionary point of view to be able to scan your environment for threats and then figure out where you like fall in your rank or Mm. whatever. And they were kind of being like, this is me. I'm starting to get into envy, but talking about how it's like, FOMO is kind of related to like looking at other people. And the reason it feels bad is you're socially comparing yourself and thinking I'm inferior because I'm not partying with Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. on a yacht or something.
2: Or I'm not where the my social group is. Like I've been yes. excluded and I need to improve my standing. Otherwise, like this negative feeling is meant to motivate me. Yeah. It's like you're from your, an evolutionary yeah, standpoint exactly, to, to be yeah.
3: in the group yeah. to compete for As the resources, safety like and resources even like mating and all these things, yeah. all that information that was like the first part of a lot of these FOMO articles. I was like, interesting this is going back to dragging that guy. It was like, bring me some of that. Right. Like it's just like, I know that that's like the
2: dots. Yeah. I know that that's like whatever,
3: but it's like, Ooh, you start to go like, Ooh, okay. Like interesting. Mm -hmm. Like FOMO is like, obviously there has to be some reason why you might have it. Mm -hmm. And from an evolutionary perspective, you're like, that is true. You want to be in the group to survive. So it's
2: curious in this moment, all the other languages, what, term they've come up for fomo yeah. and if it like kind of gives a different perspective or twist well, on it if you speak another language we've been slamming
3: back babble <laughs> so how do you say fear oh for spanish or oh shit no that's or what's of we're so like duh yeah fear the <laughs> fear de <to> missing out <laughs> We don't know any of those words. Oh so. my god. That's <laughs> this was so sad. A really bad I hate that about like those language apps. I love them obviously and they sponsor this podcast. But like sometimes you're like, I Once really know how to order a salad. Yes. Yeah, and then you're like, I don't know the word fear or missing or anything. <laughs> I'm like a is open, fear of missing open, like I can go <laughs> so
2: far. All right, let's go back to FOMO. So A lot of studies find... Or you were about to talk about envy? Yeah, no, keep going. Just like talking about mental health is where I was going with this. And I guess like envy is going to be tied into that. Previous research has found that FOMO is positively correlated with depression and anxiety um, and a significant predictor of stress. Individuals with high levels of FOMO were more likely to suffer from alcohol abuse and sleep disorders. So obviously FOMO... And obviously these things like some studies can show correlation. Some are not sure if it's causation. It's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? or people who are more depressed, more likely to have FOMO? Or is FOMO causing these things? Um, but overall, like, FOMO decreases your well-being and satisfaction of life. Yeah, like, it would... It's yeah. a negative part of your mental health. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to be like, did I ever have FOMO? And it was awesome. But something I was going to say is interesting is a lot of people think about FOMO when somebody is alone. And so there was a 2023 study that investigated whether experiencing solitude triggered FOMO. So huh. like being alone, is that what triggers FOMO? And then they realized through this study that the type of solitude makes a big difference. So it's not just being alone. Yeah. There's something called positive solitude and eccentricity um, where you it's like self-determined solitude. Whereas when someone's being socially avoidant, so if you're anxious and you're like just trying to avoid people, or if your loneliness is not like self determined, you're a lot more likely to have FOMO.
3: Yeah, that makes total sense. Like whenever I've been like, You're gonna be alone and do something, love thyself. <laughs> it's like then I don't get FOMO. It's obviously like, when I'm like Yeah, uh, when people have
2: like they're fulfilling psychological needs. If you're like meditating or going on a walk and you're like, I've decided I want to do this for myself. You're probably less likely to have FOMO. But when you're not, when you haven't made plans for yourself and you're just alone, maybe because you didn't have time to make plans or they fell through, like you're much more likely to be sad about it. Yeah. (laughs) I need to be better at solitude for
3: sure. Hence, I always have headphones blasting something in my ears. That's not solitude. That's FOMO. Do you think? Well, I mean, I'd
2: be more likely to be, like... I feel like that's something else. Or, like... Well, no. It it doesn't feel like FOMO, but it feels like you... I don't know if that's, like, ADHD Well, I'm obsessed with
3: wanting to do things. It's, like, a version of doing things while I don't have to do anything. Yeah.
2: I think everyone has that a bit. Like, I obviously struggle and have moments where I have to be, like, I'm not listening to a podcast on this walk. Because I have... Wow. If I've had, like, a busy morning where there was lots in my ears, I've had to, like watch videos for research or like listen smart, I was I'll, I'll smart. walk with nothing
3: whereas i the only time i the only the one time i've ever walked without headphones was when i didn't think i had them and they were around my neck and then i was embarrassed <laughs> so it's like you know what i mean and now i'm just like they well, should have been on my head okay so i'm gonna talk about md and murder. And murder. <laughs> well, actually I didn't include the murder parts. That was part of a like bunch of that articles. That was
2: part of that article that bad scientist or whatever. No, <laughs>
3: no. It was actually really good articles, but I was like, I don't know if I've, we need to talk about murder, but obviously it stuck with me. <laughs> but a lot of FOMO is related to envy. Like, And you get more FOMO for people who you're envious of. And mm. I thought this was interesting is that you envy people who you're similar to. Okay. So like through a f- series of studies, they found out this. Cause you see them as like what you could be. Yeah. They did this really cool study on college study on college participants where they gave them feedback on their like career aptitude test. And like, they would either tell them they did like they're promising in their field or they're poor. Then they were given the career aptitude information of another student who had done well or poorly. And I, sometimes it was in the same domain. Sometimes it was a completely different career. And it was only when it was in the same domain that they had envy.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
3: And I was like, that's so interesting. Like, you don't envy people who aren't mm. similar to you, which I think is like, you aren't going to have as much FOMO around. Well, it makes sense. Like, I guess your friends are probably like you, but like, yeah. there's probably certain people or triggers your, yeah. of FOMO, and it's people who are like you because it's like reflecting back, why don't I, why am
2: I not out of their out? Yeah. Or why am I and, not doing and a thing? There's and a they, direct comparison. Like, if it's in your field of work or if you're at school and you're in the same degree, of course, you're going to be like, well, I could care less what someone in an acting class is. Yeah, is, but, but it's like my friend who's sitting beside me yeah. in biology is doing better. And I'm like kind of feeling envious that they're doing yeah. so well. But isn't it kind of cool? Because it's like I
3: feel like people don't really get envy. They're just like, oh, I'm envious of Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, no, no. Who's really envious of Leonardo DiCaprio? A struggling actor. Or yeah, like, you know I would, what I mean? I would, would like,
2: think I would bet. Out of everyone we know, the people like hey, I don't think a lot of people are like envious of Leonardo DiCaprio. Like on I don't average. know why I keep choosing him, but um, <laughs> I just mean you're right though. People who like are actors or want to be entertainers or performers probably look at him and are more envious, especially yeah. the ones closer to him in sort of like achievements. Yeah, and
3: I don't know why I even brought him up earlier, but now we're going into like. If you're an actor, even if you're a famous actor, even if you're like, you know, D-list, that's so mean actor, you're probably really envious of Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. in a way that I could never understand. Yeah. And then um, I, think oh, whole, so okay, I, I think we should do a whole... Envy is so ugly. I think we should do a whole episode. I'm adding it on yeah. Envy. So there's more to come because there were so many studies and I didn't have time to read them all. And I'm like, this shit is fascinating. Yeah. Because it is... And it if was, you sorry it, sorry no it was better studied than fomo it was just linked yeah. to fomo but it was more
2: like people have gone deeper in deeper research and it feels like such a visceral feeling like it is not a nice thing to feel envy well okay it's so it's why like is jealousy. it why are they? It's like it's self-loathing like it all reflects back on yourself when you're envious of someone i think and it's just such an emotion that's like kind of a really dark one why is it so biblical I have no idea. Like I, I swear, every article maybe, could maybe get away because with I actually don't know, but is it like one of the deadly sins or something like that? Yeah, and I think it because was because it's like maybe just like is such a like you know like no one wants to admit they're envious. It's like a very bad trait to have.
3: Yeah, but they kept be, they kept saying it like I should know.
2: Like everything would be like we
3: all know how the whole Bible is about envy, and I was just like, okay, but like. I don't. I don't either. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so like, if you're out there, you're probably screaming. You're like, "That's why Jesus was crucified." Like, envy. Like, maybe. Like, I don't know. (laughs) But like, so also envy. And we're just gonna keep going. Is like, it exists when you don't like. Okay. It. Okay. It's kind of linked to like injustice. Okay. So I was like, this is so interesting. It's like when feel there's an injustice. Yes. It's like when someone has something.
2: That you don't believe they're owed?
3: That you don't believe they're owed. And I was like, that's that makes really interesting. And I think that also, like, you know, with FOMO, it's like... Well, I like, think
2: that's why it becomes like a quote-unquote ugly trait because you are, like, putting yourself higher than other people. You believe you're owed more than somebody else. And yeah. it's like a... It's not a very... Like, it doesn't lead to very nice behaviors.
3: And another thing which I thought was so interesting was that deep down when you envy someone, it's because they have something that you actually don't think as a so like soberly that you ever could have ever or sorry. It's like, it's usually someone that has something that looks like effortless. Hmm. Like when someone has something that like the injustice is you're like, it's unfair. They like have I'm it. Trying like they, so I'm hard trying to get so it. hard and yeah. I don't even
2: know if I could ever even have it. Well, this all ties really well into FOMO, especially in the social media context because exactly that, you, you don't see people's struggles, right? Exactly. Like you really only see their triumphs, their greatest moments, and it's very easy to feel envious of being like, why is this so easy for Easy for them. For them. Yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. So, So, okay, if you think about FOMO and you're like, let's just use Instagram, sorry, I'm a millennial, and you're on a story, it's like, someone who's gonna trigger you is someone who's similar to you. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's like, okay, let's think about like careers. It's like, oh, that person's at this like amazing conference I want to go to. Like mm. you're going to be more envious and have FOMO about that yeah. than like someone who's like, the other word is admiration. You're going to have ad- more admiration uh, for someone who's doing something in a different in a different field. field. Yeah. Oh, I admire them. They're working yeah. hard. They're a painter. They're slaying it, but I'm an accountant over here and that guy just made his yeah, way to totally. the top. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I'm like, that's... Even if you're like a musician, it's probably way easier to appreciate painters yeah because you're like not competing yes. against them comedians
3: and musicians are always friends and i always think like oh it's because they're not
2: they're they fighting can admi- over, they can yeah. admire each other mm-hmm.
3: and not envy each other
2: Not yeah <laughs> i Whereas thought that was like a, a comedian watching your friend comedian it's a little it's like, envy. like yeah. i want to be able to do yeah. that if you're doing really well yeah
3: and i do think that that was a really cool part of these articles was being like you need to focus on when you're envying and when you're admiring hmm. And you're admiring people who are different than you who you're like Oh, that's totally fine. I'm not even comparing myself to them because they're so like, whatever. And then also just like the idea that them, it coming easy to them is like, so like we were saying the Instagram thing, Mm -hmm. like, it's like, you don't see the struggle and then it, and then you think to yourself, I don't even know if I can have the opportunity I could do that. Right. And then, um, Lastly, it's like obviously a really hostile emotion and it can lead to murder. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, we should do a
2: whole podcast of MV. Oh, yeah, we should. We Save should. It because I'm sure there is so much more in there and it feels like such a dark
3: one. And then you denigrate them. So that in that same study of the college students, um, they found that when right. yeah, 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 it was yeah, yeah. someone in the same domain, they asked them to write about the person. And they said, well, you know, they're probably like a lot nerdier than me. They probably... Mm. It you know they probably spend way too much like they just yeah, they, they all started having many out. good relationships.
2: Yeah. They probably are actually a little bit sad, and which I don't empty. think is necessarily
3: like a bad thing. Because <laughs> I
2: do no sorry, I'm
3: like I do think about like envy and like how it's like important to just not be envious of one trait of someone, but their whole life. Because you can be envious oh, of yeah. like one person's thing and then realize what you the, see on the surface. Yeah. or
2: being like, well, do I want if you have if you want that, you have to take it all. Yeah, right? that's like, what my
3: therapist once said to yeah. me about comparing yourself to others I thought was interesting and it's like right. oh well you never want all of what they have yeah, or I mean, maybe, maybe you, do, you do maybe you do and then that's I can be a envy. goalpost. but for me yeah, I'm always
2: like oh whoa a lot of times yeah somebody has one thing you want but then you realize I don't want their whole life like, yeah which I feels a bit denigrating
3: though like it's you being like well those other
2: parts No, what I think suck. that no <laughs> I think that's different I think the denigrating part probably comes like just because I don't want someone else's life doesn't mean I think it's bad. It just means like, Oh, I actually, I don't, I don't want, I don't actually want to live in that place. And I don't want to have these struggles and I don't want to have that. Yeah. It's denigration when you're actually just like, Oh, they're probably unhappy and they're actually like a bad person and their friends don't really like them. And oh shit. (laughs) But I think when you're comparing your whole life, it does, you can actually be like, those things are great, but I just don't actually want them. Oh yeah. We should, there's so much more. We should do Mm -hmm. a whole thing
3: on MD because it is coming to yeah and then I will include because I don't have it in my notes I will include the murder okay (laughs) because like I think that's why it's
2: so studied I think that they're probably like damn this shit is dark yeah I guess that's true like especially like someone cheats on you or something and you're so amazed you murder them
3: yeah is that what that is is that envy
2: your envy or jealousy I'm sure they're linked jealousy and envy yeah Oh, boy, I got to chill down my spine. Yeah, okay,
3: well... I did um, I don't know. I didn't really figure out ways to deal with FOMO. But I just know that I've really learned to deal with mine therapy. And
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't find anything about that either other than to know. I think it's worth exploring how to deal with that. Hold on. I'm trying to see if I wrote down anything about dealing with it, but I don't think it's like the. Pla- I don't
3: even want to go into mine. It was like there was cognitive
2: behavioral therapy. There are medications. Mm-hmm. There are things, but I'm like, that's all... Yeah, talk to a therapist. Or, yeah. yeah, talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist, and I think that's where you got to find the path because it is all that's internal work. Really, But it
3: is like it n- didn't exist before social media. So don't feel that if it's like, well, it did. it's it. just probably
2: so much worse. Sorry. The term FOMO didn't yeah. exist.
3: Like uh, it's a testament to our time. Like mm-hmm. it is. And we have to deal with it. And social media addiction is directly linked to FOMO. So mm-hmm. just think about that. Hmm.
2: Lay cool. all, day. all right. Well, Hope you don't have too bad FOMO. Yeah, it feels like a really weird ending. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to end it. Okay, uh, thanks uh, for listening. uh, uh, See you guys later. Post. Peace.
4: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.